Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Today we have Remy Joe on the podcast. Remy, if you don't know, what um, you should know, was catapulted into stardom this past year from posting realistic clothing hauls on her Instagram and TikTok. And my God, this 27-year-old New York native took such a left turn. She was on a very clear career path, had graduated school, had been having internships, had a job. And her fifth TikTok went so viral that it changed everything. She now has a line launching with Revolve featuring close up to a triple X is advising on Victoria's Secret Pink. I cannot tell you how impressed I am with this savvy woman's drive and business sense. And I know that you will be too. This is a really good episode for people who are maybe too scared to take a chance, especially on social. And, and it's also a really good episode For anybody who maybe uses the term influencer and kind of like a negative connotation and assumes it's not a full-time job because this is a full-time job and this is a woman who is making huge changes in very large companies from posting videos on her TikTok. It's pretty incredible. And the way she's building out a team to work with her to make sure that she has a long-lasting career. I mean, the whole thing is just great. So enjoy. It's really great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I found out who you were, what, a couple of years ago or something, because um, the the try on haul you did with Revolve when yes. like got sent around to like everyone in the office was like, did you see this? Because I have a brand for Revolve. Yeah. And so everyone it was like, my assistant was like, did you see this? And it was, it was so... It was like so incredible because we were like, yes, like this is what we internally have been like trying to do. So it was, and now you have a brand with Revolve. So look at that. Right. It was from that video that was like actually a year ago. um, And Raisa and them like all reached out like the second basically it was posted. We're like, this is something we've been trying to do for a while. Like, let's do it with you. So it didn't come out until 
probably like two weeks ago, but um, I've like known this was happening for a while now. Which is incredible. Thank so you. I want to know where you're from, what you wanted to do. And like, I'd love to just like deep dive into like what it's like to have this like new tool of like Instagram and TikTok completely like change your life in such yeah. an incredible manner. So where are you from? I'm from Manhattan. Um, where did and you grow up in the city? I grew up on the Upper East Side. Nice. And then we actually moved because of 9-11. We were only supposed to move for a year, but out to Long Island, like the Hamptons, our beach house. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up staying there because a lot of families did at the time because of 9-11. So I went to high school out there and then, you know, kind of always, like, I guess I say I'm still from the city. We always had a place here and I always like came back. So now I'm in the city. I went to University of Delaware. I interned like forever. What did you want to do at the, like, what was your major there? I was communications, but I interned since 11th grade doing like PR and marketing and started in fashion. And then it kind of, my internships like changed over more to like entertainment, but still PR and marketing. Mm -hmm. So I just had like a very set plan for what I was doing. Like there was just like no, and I knew I would do it. Like I had like such a great resume. So like, this is so crazy to be just like, (laughs) not what was part of the plan, but I worked right out of college at Bravo TV at NBC Oh, great. I was on the PR team. And then from there, I wanted to like not be as involved in TV because I love TV. And it's actually interesting once you work in it. It's just not this, It you know, it's not as fun. The magic um, goes away a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, because that's my TV is my escape for things. So then I was mm. just like, hmm, now it's work. So then I um, I got a job at Title, Jay-Z's music streaming service. And I was doing partnership marketing there. And then in July of 2020, I got let go because of COVID. So that's kind of how this all happened. Um, I, at that time, also gained a significant amount of weight like right before COVID. So my dad actually is in fashion. He does women's jeans. And he always was trying to get me to do like, why don't you look into plus size modeling or even fit modeling? And I would get so mad at him for bringing that up to me where like, obviously times have changed and I was making $0 because I lost my job. And I was like, all right, fine. Like I'll try. So I ended up long story short signing with a modeling agency as a curve model, but just for fit modeling. And then they were like, oh, maybe you could actually do like modeling, modeling. And as I was like trying to do that, it was still super slow, new model during COVID. And that's when I started teaching. I was like, I'm just going to make TikToks, like literally for fun, taught myself how to edit because I always loved editing videos. And it was like the fifth one that I made that kind of like blew up and changed everything. And again, this was like the the fifth video. Yeah. Cause these were like videos for my friend. The first videos I was making, I was inspired by other creators on the app. I never, I was on TikTok for a little, but like not a lot during COVID, Mm -hmm. but I never saw on TikTok like curvy fashion influencers. I didn't even really know that was a thing. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is cool. And that kind of inspired me to do it. So I kind of took their ideas of like, wearing, you know, like a size dress up as like Khloe Kardashian or Hailey Bieber, but do it in a size 16. Like, how can I do it? No one cared because, you know, like, yes, TikTok is meant for creating, recreating trends, but you're not going to like blow up from that. But what's crazy is I didn't think that from making this fifth video, like it truly was a video for my friends that I, I always would like Snapchat my friends when I would order. Because you have this like funny voice that you do, which is almost like this, like adorable (laughs) character that you put on. So I'm assuming that just started out as you being like silly with your friends. It's actually funny because my mom asked me like yesterday, I was at her apartment and she was like, where did that like come from? And I'm like, (laughs) 
like, I guess it really was something I did with my friends. Like yeah. I, that was just like, yeah, like some sort of like character type thing. Cause like my mom was like, I don't understand. And then, yeah, I basically like got a bunch of clothing from one brand. Everything looked insane on me. I did what I usually do and make kind of made fun of myself to my friends, Snapchatting them. And I was like, why don't I turn this into a TikTok? And then that is the video that I, I just basically said in it, like, why, how come everything we order from online will never look like it does on the model? Like, why mm-hmm. are we blaming ourselves when like, it's not our fault? And that's yeah. kind of how the whole thing started. It's incredible. It's crazy. It's crazy. I still don't really get it. <laughs> like, I still think it's like, it's just so weird. And I tell this to everyone. I'm like, I don't think it'll ever click in my mind that this is an actual thing. And you know, like it took me, I signed with UTA, who's my agency, like in maybe January of last year. But like, and that also was funny because it was me like reaching out on LinkedIn to them, which doesn't usually happen with agents. Like they reach out to you. And I was like, I want to be with UTA. So I did that, but what it was even- I did that with my agent. I reached out to them and I was like- Really? I want to be with UTA. Yeah. And you have a smart business mind, clearly. Like, you know that you want to make- do it in the right way too, because you can sit at home and make videos and try to like pitch yourself and do deals and it would be overwhelming, but to think smartly about how you want to grow and make this into like a long-term thing. Right. I think there was a point where of course, then in my mind, in the beginning, I was like, these brands are all going to hate me. Like I wasn't thinking this in a business way. I was like, these brands are going to hate me. This is a fun thing. Mm -hmm. Then they started wanting to work with me and I never changed the way. I mean, the only thing I had to change, I guess, is when I like you know, then started doing ads with these brands, which I only work with brands I genuinely like really like, but you know, I started making a, making fun of free people, but then also showing the good on me from free people. And then they wanted to work with me. So it's like, how do you make that still into a realistic thing? So, I mean, I do think it's helpful that I do have this PR marketing background to help me like navigate all this. Like my team wants to kill me because I always want to be very involved in the emails and everything going on where like usually clients like don't, I'm like, I like, I just want to be a part of it because I didn't, I felt for a little bit when I finally was deciding, okay, I guess this might be my full-time job. Like I felt like, how am I supposed to let go of the years that I worked my ass off interning and in these jobs and doing all this? Like I thought I was going to like just stay on that track and now I'm just doing social media for fun. You know what I mean? So it just felt weird. But now I realize how hard of, like, I don't care what anyone says. Like I'm work my ass off doing what I'm doing and people just think I'm having fun every day. Like it's a job. It still is a job. job. I realized how intense I used to work at people's revolution. I went to Parsons and worked at people's revolution. Oh my God. I used to think that was the coolest thing when I would watch the Hills and stuff. So not only (laughs) did I work for her, but I lived in the back of the showroom in Soho, like under her apart or above her apartment because at the time I wasn't, she wasn't like paying me enough to like live in an like real apartment. It was like, so, and and then I worked for Reformation for a long time. And then I started my brand with Revolve. And it was like from me posting like the work that I was doing that ended up make, getting me like social jobs. Right. And like accidentally turned into this other thing. And but because I had always had jobs and had like a very clear career yeah. path when I started working with Revolve and going on the Revolve trips, it was so interesting to me because there would be people from the outside that are just like, oh, yeah, you're just like you guys just go on these trips with these like influencers. And right. I hadn't worked with anybody. This is like, by the way, like six, seven years ago. And I remember going on my first trip and I was like every preconceived notion I had about these people was completely fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was up like an hour before me, had their content done by like 9 a.m., right. had like somebody <laughs> editing it like 
was moving on to like their third outfit and their third thing and like making sure, like checking in with the team to make sure that they were like getting all the content that the team required of them. Like it was not this fucking like chill, everybody's drinking, hanging out. And at certain points, of course it was, but it's such a job. Yeah. It is such People will never get that unless they're in it. And I think that's like everyone's favorite thing to say is like, you know, like, what are you even doing type of thing? And it's, but you know what? I mean, that is actually the least that gets to me from what people, people say a lot yeah. of different things. And I feel like that's just like, I know that I'm working hard. I don't really give a shit what other people say about that, but yeah, it is can. true. I feel that too with like the revolve trips and stuff too. Like I, it was, I, I bring my sister now, like it's like kind of our thing. Whenever we go on the trips, I bring her and it's just like so funny too, because I'm like, I feel like I'm like behind and like, I, <laughs> and I'm like doing the content. I edit everything myself. And I've been like, like, you know, I just am like, how are these people doing? Like, I, you know, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. People are like, it helps me. I've met a lot of friends and people on these trips and like, we are of able course. to help each other. I've learned things from other people that like, I wasn't doing myself of just like, this is so new for me. So like, some yeah. of the, I feel like a lot of the people that I know doing this have been doing this for years. For years. I'm 35 and just starting to like, get more and like I I'm like I have to hire someone like I can't because this is there's just so much that goes into it and also like especially from you starting like you're like investing money and like buying these clothes and stuff this is like right and you, I'm sorry, like it sounds so dumb, but even like buying and returning things is like, no, it, it is, it's oh, like a yeah, whole like, thing. <laughs> I still like for everyone to like, I make a point that like, I still buy the clothes for my realistic calls because I want it to be as realistic as possible. So like, yes, I'm going out and buying clothes. Actually, I just hired a full-time assistant, which a few weeks ago, which has been a game changer because I'm not panicking every day. And, um, she, it was the first day that she went like two days ago to get me clothes at the store for me and was FaceTiming me. And I, it's so hard to give up this control, even with the editing yeah, a little, like yeah, having yeah. her do some, because I'm like, I did this all by myself, but like, I just know now, even with growing my team, like I was anti getting a manager, anti getting PR, like, and just had my agents and they're like, Remy, like, if you want to grow this, you need more people around you. So that was, that's been hard for me. But like, now I'm realizing how helpful it is to have people around you helping you grow a brand. VinceCamuto.com is a one-stop shop for wardrobe staples and occasion pieces that make every moment a chance to express your personal style. Vince Camuto's spring collection is thoughtfully crafted with premium materials and attention to even the smallest details. If you're looking to refresh your closet for spring, which I definitely have been, Vince Camuto's collection of woven mules, vibrant slides, chic convertible handbags is a great place to start. Achieve aspirational styling with accessibly priced footwear, handbags, jewelry, and more on VinceCamuto.com. You can step boldly into spring with styles that make you truly invincible. I mean, I know for myself, like adding a chic pair of mules or cute little sandal makes me feel totally invincible with a nice little summer dress. If you head to vincecomuto.com slash podcast and use promo code podcast, you can get 20% off your next purchase. While you're there, do yourself a favor and sign up to be a part of their VC VIP program where you can earn member perks, previews, and exclusive offers on your next accessory haul. Obviously, terms and conditions apply. 
Listen, this is my favorite place to refresh my wardrobe for spring. Truly, it's just vincecamuto.com slash podcast to feel cute and ready to go this summer. It can be extremely difficult to find clean, simple products that actually work. And you know that I transitioned over to clean skincare a couple years ago, and I feel like I've tried absolutely everything. And that's why I want to tell you about Osea. Uh, You've seen me post about it before for sure. They've been making clean and effective skincare products for over 25 years. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers. And they're known for their amazing body products, like their famous body oil. The body oil is next to my shower. I used it all through my pregnancy. I use it every day. It makes your skin feel luxurious, glowy, soft, super nourished. I have not had a dry patch of skin since I started using this product. And also the value of Osea is pretty incredible. You're getting quality stuff and it's totally affordable. My favorite that I always recommend besides the body oil is the Hyaluronic. Listen, since 1999, Osea has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. And I want to tell you about another product that they just released, which is the Body Butter, which you don't want to sleep on. It's proven to moisturize skin for up to 72 hours. It has an incredibly rich texture and totally transforms your skin without being sticky. So it's perfect to put on right before bed or before getting dressed. Your clothes and sheets are not going to get stuck to your skin. I've been using it the last couple of weeks and my God, it is luxurious. Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. You get 10% off your first order with promo code BEST at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to osea, that is O-S-E-A, malibu.com and use code BEST. Hey guys, I'm Lindsay Carter, the founder of Set Active, and this is my new podcast, Ready, Set, Spill. Finding the balance between being a mom, running a business, and still maintaining somewhat of a social life is a constant work in progress. We live in a time where social media glamorizes everything that we do, but life isn't always a perfectly curated Instagram post. And that's coming from someone who built their business on a perfectly curated Instagram feed. Nothing here is off limits, so get ready, get set, because it's time to spill. I'll tell you this too. It is the hardest thing. And I've seen it firsthand with like multiple women who run businesses that of course, if, if you hire someone and they're not doing the job up to what you think it should be, like that's one thing. But if you remain in full control, you're not going to allow for this extra like room energetically in your life for like new things to come in. Right. Because you're still taking up so much space with like, you know, putting type on a video and shit, you know, it's true. It's true. Somebody else do it. You also clearly come from like a strong family. Like you can tell that you're like a confident woman that has like a lot of drive. Like what's your family like? Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely like nice that my dad's been in, my dad's been in the garment center for 40 years. So So he's like a manufacturer. He does um, sales and he's been at a bunch of different jean companies, lower end. So sells to like, JC Penny and yeah. things like that. Um, but he's done it forever. So like, it's very interesting that, I mean, they want to be so involved. My dad now is managing my money, which I think he likes a lot. And I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this when he's now 
or a CEO of his company. And I'm like, you don't have to do this, but I think they want a part in what I'm doing, which is cute. Yeah, my yeah. mom's like, my mom wanted to like be my manager. I'm like, mom, I'm sorry. Like, you, have a, you have a droid. Like, I love you, but like you, like she helps me like clean and organize, but like, you can't help me when you have a droid. Like you need to switch to an iPhone, but like they, and yeah. And then my, my sister, it's really interesting. And I told like the Revolve people this too. I'm like, we were not as close and until I took her on my first Revolve trip to Bermuda last year because I almost felt like in the beginning it was a little bit weird because I'm, you know, getting all this stuff and then she's way smaller than me. So it's not like I could give her clothes and mm-hmm. and then I wear gold, like I would get gold jewelry and she only wears silver. Like everything I tried to give her just wasn't <laughs> happening. I felt like it was a little bit like weird how this happened so quick for me. And then, you know, she's in her normal job, which she loves, but it was weird. So I feel like once I was like, oh my God, I got invited to a revolve trip, which I totally thought was a spam email. and like, just didn't think it was real. Which trip was it? You went on the... I got invited, emailed to to Turks and Caicos last year. And then like, it was just too soon and I was panicking about it. And I was like, how am I supposed to fit in these clothes? Like I was freaking out. So then there actually was a Bermuda trip three weeks later. Oh, the Bermuda trip. Which was amazing. And then I brought Nikki and we just had like the best time. And like, she's very like, she more is so, she loves like meeting the influencers, but she's obsessed with like the Revolve staff because she's like, you know, that's the kind of stuff like she's working in and still doing. And um, it was just like a good vibe and we had so much fun. And then I'm like, now take her on every trip with me. So she's coming with- staff or the most like Nina and Kelsey. No one gets it. They're the like, <laughs> <laughs> like those are the girls that like get you drunk on the trip right. and like make sure you're having fun. Like they're the they're most the like hardworking best team. But also by the way, like most of that team is like you and I are more like a reflection of like what that team is and looks like, you know? So I think it's like a huge relief for like a lot of the people on the team. There is this in terms of like making clothes that are like a reflection of your body type too, you know, like I have always been working in PR when I was young too. Like I was always like the outlier in the office, like couldn't Mm -hmm. fit into the samples. And like you are part of the reason why fashion is changing but it wasn't until people like you started being vocal about this and companies started really thinking about who they needed to hire and who they needed to dress. Like this is so recent, you know, right. it's like up until now, it's just been nothing but completely isolating. And, and yeah. I think, and companies are still trying to figure out what that means too, because it is harder. I mean, what have you learned from Risa about the process of even making clothes that are like more inclusive? I mean, it's interesting because Risa has been, you know, well, she, you know, it's more, I've been working with the design team like right now. And then once it gets into like, actually, cause like it's not coming out the line till September. So that's Mm -hmm. when I'll start working more about like with the marketing team and stuff like that. But it's interesting because right now we're in the phase where I'm almost helping them Mm -hmm. because they have never, you know, their, their main customer, they're open about that is a size small. So like smaller sizes sell on revolve than bigger sizes. Right. A hundred percent. So, you know, and I get it. I get why people are frustrated. I was frustrated. They don't have as much inventory in, let's say, a large or an extra large, but it's because they don't sell it. So I do think that's going to change because I'm going to get that larger size customer in there. People don't want to see the business side. And I understand because I guess if I never had that business background or fashion background, I wouldn't understand either. So I get a lot of... I've gotten a lot of hate for this, you know, launch. I've gotten a lot of positive and everyone's obviously happy for me, but like the fact it's only going to a 3X 
And the fact it's, there's always some, it's not it's soon up, enough, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because like two weeks ago, I felt like it was my biggest week where I had like the Oscars, the, the line launch, like all these things were happening for me. And that was the most hate I've ever gotten. Where actually a lot of these um, girls in the plus size community that are creators as well on TikTok have just been making a million videos about me saying that like, do better. I'm not fat enough. I'm fat phobic. No. I Yeah. It's been a, a whole thing the past two weeks. So and, you know, I was really, I guess like when I have the fucking, sorry. Oh my God. Her. I, oh um, no, I, this is a very um, fuck-free podcast. <laughs> um, I guess when I have like, honestly, like I made a video like also la- that during that week about Delta seatbelts not fitting. And I got tens of thousands of comments from like douchey guys saying you're fat, you're fat. That doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about you. But when I got it from the plus size community and I yeah. never thought that this would happen where it's actually... They're dividing me and saying I'm not a part of the community and I shouldn't be the one that has a voice for these brands. They've been doing it forever. I don't even know what it's like to be actually big because I've only gained the weight in the past few years. Like, I disagree with that. I completely agree that people have been doing this way longer than me, 100%. I think maybe something, I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell people, but something I did did reach these brands in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's that I was more vocal or that I did it in a humorous way to get the attention. I don't know what it is because I didn't do it on purpose. I'm happy it happened, but I don't think it's fair for people to say that I shouldn't have a voice. And I'm just because I say I'm uncomfortable with my body some days that I'm fat phobic and all these things I want. Mm -hmm. The goal is to have a brand that's inclusive for everyone. But when you look at it from a business side, until those new sizes up to a 3X sell, Completely isn't going to go to a 6X yet. It doesn't mean it's a never. Totally. And it's people like you who are... I mean, because I've been trying to do this forever. Like LPA had its own site and I always had more inclusive models. Like my weight has fluctuated. I knew that about LPA too. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, my weight has fluctuated by 40 pounds since I was 13. Like you know, I'm approaching a year out from having a baby. All my friends who had a baby around the same time are back to their weight. I have still have 50 to lose, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm in it. Right. Like and I get it. But it has been really hard from the inside because Revolve is successful because it is a data based business. There yeah. is not. They are fucking smart about everything they do. It is why they make money. It is why they're successful. It is why they're profitable. It's why it's a billion dollar company. You can't just, you know, everything, every design I make, and I'm sure you're learning this too. There's a buyer there going or a designer speaking to a buyer saying, hey, we know that X doesn't sell well. Like this shape sells better, blah, 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 blah. And so for years, it's been like this weird hamster wheel of those bigger sizes aren't going to sell or like we don't sell those bigger sizes, but we sell more in the smaller sizes, but okay, unless we're making those and marketing it to those people, we're not a bigger girl's not, I don't even need to say bigger, but a, a larger size is not going to look on Revolve for something because they don't think it's there. So it is yes. people like you who are going to open up that entire market and going up to a three X is like, by the way, you can't, people also don't realize, and I'm sure you're learning this. It's a new pattern once it gets to a certain size. Mm-hmm. So it's, double the work. It's two patterns per garment, you know? So as a, from a business standpoint, it is scary to think, okay, we're investing in different samples, another pattern. It's more money invested to think, oh my God, is anybody even going to buy this? It's very- Revolve is literally even like working with the design team. Like we got all the samples in already. And like, 
half of them are just completely wrong and they need to completely rework it because their manufacturers don't know how to make these sizes. So totally. we're working through that. It's a, it's a process. And I think the fact that there's effort being put there is what I think is so amazing. Like the, the reason I'm so excited about the partnership is because they literally reached out to me when I made that video without having a huge following, I was under a million and like, you know, like they just reached out and we're like, let's do this together without even thinking too much into it. And like, that means that they like believed in it. Yes. So I, I need to keep looking at it from the positive. I get, I'm not turning down people's, you know, anger and what they're saying, but I don't think it's fair to, you know, say some of the things they're saying. It's like, give me a chance. Like, just give me a second. Like, yes, it's, you know, I guess, you know, the plus size community, which I also still consider myself in also whatever people want to consider me. And I don't, I don't care. I don't need to label it, but I, you know, gets very angry because it's like, this shouldn't have been taking this long to do. Okay. I understand. I think that the brands that are coming now and listening, I will be that like, I just launched, you know, I'm now a size consultant for Victoria's Secret Pink. Like people were frustrated about that too. It's like, but they're starting now. If it's a brand that comes to me in three years and they're just waiting, you know, to be the last ones, that's a different story. But this is only sadly kind of becoming a bigger thing right now. So I'm not going to say no to the brands that are trying to change. I'd love to be a part of anything. And a lot of it comes from what I've learned over the last, you know, 10 years uh, is everyone's feelings are so nuanced and specific to them. And everybody has a truth that really is their truth. It must be frustrating to other people who've been doing it longer and are a different size and have been living like this for a long time. It's just life sometimes just happens that way. And you are doing really, really, really good positive work and making a huge change in a company that is one of the biggest fucking retailers in America right now, you know? So, I mean, how are you dealing with this, like, emotionally? I feel like this week's a good week. Last week wasn't. Like, it's just a very, like, no, like, no one, uh, not no one understands. I actually put out a close friends. You could do a TikTok where it's just to your friends, and I've never done that before, and a lot of people ask for advice, and I kind of was, like, I was very lost the past two weeks of just upset at all the feedback I was getting. And it's really interesting to see because I got, you know, like, let's say like a hundred comments from different creators, like they all get it in some way. Like if you're putting yourself out in this, like in the public and you're going to say your opinions or go about your life, like you're just not going to be able to please everyone. And it was a little bit, it was helpful to see that, like, it's not just me going through it. Like all these people on social media are oh, yeah, everybody all the time. Right. And, um, it's, it's been difficult just because yes, I just said before, like, I don't care if a million people are going to call me fat, but then if, if in one day that's happening, plus some, you know, all this is happening, it, yeah. it, no brain or human is it's not normal where this isn't supposed to be right. like a part of the human experience. <laughs> exactly. It's not normal. This never happened before. So Mm-mm. TikTok specifically, even more than Instagram, people are ruthless and people, you know, really share every feeling. And I think that's, that's what's so amazing is it's the best thing in the world. And it's also the worst thing because TikTok changed my life. And it's also, I feel like amazing because it connected these people all over the world during a, such a sad, you know, time where we were all home. But at the same time, it just, it's mind boggling to me that people, if I don't like a video or I don't like a person, I think it in my mind and I scroll through. Maybe that's I the hardest person. part is you would never, you would never. And that is the hardest part about this is losing faith in humanity a little bit. Yeah. You're like I would never, ever do that to somebody else. 
I did say to someone recently, I said, it's really sad that there's clearly more negative than positive people in the world. And they're like, but that's not true. It's just what you're seeing. And it's like, it is, it's like making me like lose faith a little. Cause I'm like, I am in awe at how mean people could be, but I think I just need to, the more I talk to people that have just are in it and just keep reminding myself that I am, I'm very passionate and like, know I'm doing the right things and like mm-hmm. did this for the right reasons. And you know, I wouldn't have continued or cared to have a platform unless I was actually making some sort of change. Like this is all great. This is all great. And I need to be able to appreciate it more. It's just hard for me to do that because I'm a sensitive person and I do look at everything that people I do too. (laughs) And I've had, and I've been through the ringer. Even yesterday I looked on the LPA Instagram, like I peek in there to make sure everything's, Mm -hmm. and, and a woman had made a comment and on a photo and it said, ew, go away. Like you need to show more diverse women. And the post before was a, was a woman trying on all of our double X. Like it was her, it was a, it was a try on haul with LPA. And then like, and, and we've always been diverse and inclusive since it launched. And then I, and, and I read it and the, I had to tingle all over my body And then I clicked on her Instagram and it's like a mom that has a brand with her daughters and their brand is only skinny girls and no, and it was all blonde, skinny women in bathing suits. And I was like, why is she doing this? Like, she's maybe like trying to make our brand look bad. So her, like, I don't know what it was, but I spiraled over it for 30 minutes on a Sunday. Right. It it happens. It's like, it literally happens. And some of the comments are triggering where some just don't for some reason. I don't know why some don't get to me. And then it's just, it sucks. But it's like, if you, yeah, if you believe and know you've been doing the right thing, like you just said you are, it's like, what is that one person? Like, and I don't know. I don't you have know. to rising to fame the way that you did and the work that you're doing at, at some point there was going to be something that happened. It's part of the process. And so you got it over with and you're going to handle it with grace, how you have been continuing to do and you'll continue to do that moving forward. And by the way, like none of this is going to do anything to you. You know what I mean? Other than like mentally, it's going to be really hard, but like, yeah, it's just part, it's part of the fucking game and it's not, it's not okay. But I think you're doing, you know, you being hurt by it means that you're like listening to what people are saying. And it seems like yeah. you're being very considerate of all aspects. The one thing I learned, and I definitely learned a few things, but like, I think the main thing that I, and I did learn from it was that I chose to put that it was a size inclusive brand. And that phrase is triggering to people because realistically it isn't that inclusive inclusive means everyone. And then it would be going to, let's say a six X or what, you know, that's not even inclusive. Everyone, there's people bigger than a six X, but I'm just saying I, in my mind, I'm like, right. I understand. I think I wouldn't have gotten the feedback that, um, backlash if I didn't use that phrase, because that was saying that it was more inclusive than it was great. Learned from it. Moving on. Yeah. Great. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Our next partner has a product that I use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to start my day off right. I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that I needed off the bat. So I didn't, you know, if I skipped a meal or got really busy, I knew that I was doing best for my body. And I'll tell you why 
Athletic Greens is superior because with one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins and minerals and whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens, which I love so much. And it's just a great way to start your day. Listen, it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat paleo, keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it works for you. And this is really important to me. It only contains less than one gram of sugar. There are no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. It supports better sleep quality in recovery. It really helps with mental clarity and alertness. It's just one thing with all the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest scientific research with constant product iterations and third-party testing, which is so incredible. And it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health. It's cheaper than, you know, going to get that coffee that you always love. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's the best. You know, I've been talking about this for so long. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com best and the number four. Again, that's athleticgreens.com best four to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Mellower vibes are just a moment away with dad grass. And to celebrate the passage of time, they are doing a special collab with George Harrison's estate to mark 50 years since his All Things Must Pass album, which is so cool. Listen, you know I love dad grass. Dad grass is a legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their organic pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD without getting weird. <laughs> I get very weird when I smoke weed now, and that's why Davide and I can only really handle dad grass. You can chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine and not the whole bottle. And dad grass knows you get by with a little hemp from a friend. <laughs> so like I said, they've partnered with George Harrison Estate to create a new CBD and CBG blend and accessories called All Things Muskgrass, which pays tribute to the man who always lets the good times roll. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. So whether you're looking for a new buzz, chill way to enjoy an old favorite, or maybe you've, you know, gotten a little older like Davide and I and can't handle, <laughs> can't handle anything intense anymore. You want dad grass right now. Dad grass is offering our listeners 20% off with your first order. When you go to dadgrass.com slash best, go to dadgrass.com slash best for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash best what's your next plan? Like, what do you want to do? We're moving apartments. We're going to have a different background in yes, our videos. Yes, I'm moving in two weeks. Can't wait for that. I think that will genuinely be like a really big change for me because it actually has been very... I moved into this apartment right before everything blew up. And then in New York, you can't just get out of leases. So like no. I couldn't get out of this. And I literally like never even, I still don't have a table. Like I literally stand <laughs> eating in this apartment. I never settled in. I never had time to. So I eat, sleep and do everything and film in this one room and I need to get out. So I think that will be a huge change for me. I think also hiring the full-time assistant like has been so helpful, but I think I like it. It is funny because the other day, once we launched all these things and all this stuff happened, I'm like, 
went to my team like, okay, now what? Like, let's move on. I want to do more. You know, like I don't want any sort of time. It's like I get stressed that so much is going on, but then like the second there was like a space of time, I'm like, let's do more. I'm like that so, too. I know. Especially um, when like money starts coming in and you're like, okay, but is there not like, okay, so that's spoken for, but like what's next? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I need something next. So like <laughs> I'm definitely I have some idea. You know, I want to, I did something um I did like a three day little show with NBC and Bravo over Thanksgiving, which was, you know, helping me, I guess, decide if I wanted to be in the TV space, which I'm figuring out and talking to some production companies and have some ideas there. Um, So that's something. And then I'm still talking to, you know, brands every day to try. And it's not like these are just the two brands I'm working. Like I want to do as much as possible. And Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I haven't tapped into, which we're trying to is higher end fashion because, you know, it's just, not even close to there yet. And you would think it would be in 2022, but like there's barely any inclusivity. So I feel like, you know, me trying to get into that space would be, I don't want to be, I feel like a lot of influencers feel like they need to be like lower in fashion or higher end or like in one space. I don't want, I'm trying not to do that. So I could kind of cater to all, I'm about the sizing, not about like the price range. Yes. on I've learned what my followers, I feel like on TikTok definitely are more into the Targets and Walmart posts and things like that. Instagram, I feel like buys more from Revolve. Like it's it's different, but I'm never stopping. Like I feel like I always have a new idea. I try like, and I'm learning what I like and what I don't like. I launched a podcast that barely anyone knew about with um, my friend who's a TikToker, and I just I think we knew deep down it just wasn't like right. Maybe Um, didn't feel right, and it doesn't mean I'll never have a podcast again. We're still great friends, but like that didn't work out. So that's yeah. okay. And now mm-hmm. I know that. So I feel like I'm still trying to figure out like, where can I take this? I think long-term what I, I would love to have a brand of my own, but I don't think it's the time to do that right now. I think I'm excited to be doing this re- with Revolve. So I'm just kind of going with it. I think that's what I did with the whole thing is like see yeah. the opportunities that come my way. And then if I'm passionate, have an idea about something, pitch that to whoever I need to. So I'm really just like going with the flow and it's, it's been working for me. So luxury would be, I'm like, can you do that just for <laughs> like, I like was, I went to an Oscar party too. And I like, you know, when you go to like certain websites and you filter by size, I was like, mm, there's like nothing it's really crazy. It's, it's, and it's very frustrating too. Cause it's like, I mean, I wasn't in that. I didn't care about that. But now that I'm starting to go about, you know, then when I started looking and was starting to go to these events and other things and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't There's literally nothing my size. No, it's um, impossible. I had to get something made for like a baby to baby gala because nothing. Right. You need to get custom stuff. And it's just, so I'm, that's something again, when I get so into it like that and it's like, you know, a personal thing that I'm just like, well, then I can't imagine how many other people are feeling this way. Like, let's try and do something. About By the that. way, you'll get shit for that because people will be like, not everyone can afford those clothes. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. Are I, you in, uh, are you in LA or New York? You're LA. I'm LA, but I lived in New York for 10 years. It's my favorite place. I want to be like, it. what street do you live on? Like, where do you hang out? Because I just, oh, I, I could say, I mean, I'm in, I've been in Murray Hill for four years and I'm leaving. So it's, it's been wonderful for like post grad, but it's my friends are like, Remy, get, you got to get out of there. Like, why are you still in Murray Hill? But I think, um, but I'm excited to like live in a more adult neighborhood. I feel like I need a little <laughs> more, like, uh, it's just time for me to go, but I'm obsessed with New York. I love going to LA for like work and my whole team is there. I don't have anyone in my team in New York actually, but I don't think I could see myself like leaving here anytime soon. I love it. I'm, I had, 
hung out with a girlfriend of mine who lived in New York for a long time on Saturday. And I was like, do you miss New York? And she was like, every day. And I was like, me too. <laughs> See, but that's funny. I, a lot of LA people I talked to were like, I could never live there. Like ever. I mean, thinking about like the, ex- I, uh, the amount of space I have, like I'm looking at like my giant yard and my pool and I have a baby and I have three dogs. Like you just adjust to a different life, but I miss being around people. I miss being on the street. I miss ripping around. Like, I don't know. I mean, what was it like going to the Oscars when you were out here? Was that? It was crazy. Yeah. What was that? You also did such a good video where you like showed how like the red carpet worked. Which Yeah. I I mean, I didn't, we didn't know exactly what it was going to be going into. And I didn't think I was going to be standing in the one spot above every like actor and actress that walked by. And like, it was crazy. And it was funny too, because it was just like, some of them are fans just like from the, of the TikTokers too. So it was like, there were yeah. some other TikTokers <laughs> with me that are like bigger and have a bigger following than me. Where like, some of them would be like, I love you. And then like, um, Venus Williams was like, oh my God, Remy like came over to me. And it's like, it's fun because it's like, I'm still in shock when people are like, I'm a fan of you. I'm like, you're a fan of me. Why are you a fan of yeah. me? Like, I don't even get it. <laughs> um, but it's, it was very, uh, the red carpet was 10 times more exciting than being in the Oscars because I think it would be more exciting if I, I I was very far in the Oscars. I was like, I felt very A-list on the red carpet and then they put me up in the nosebleeds, but it was okay. (laughs) But, and then we got to go to the after party too, which was like the official one, the gov ball one where like they go and get their awards after. So it was a very surreal experience, but that's what I mean. Where like, I kind of wish I could be more present in these things, but it's still so not real to me that I'm like, what's happening? Like, I just don't even, when is it going to hit me? Maybe it never will. I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing, but it's just like, I, every time I'm somewhere, I'm like, take in, you're at the freaking Oscars, but it's just mm-hmm. so hard to like, it's just like, how did this all happen? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's the same, but yeah, I mean, there must just be so much going through your brain in like high and low moments. You know what I mean? Like being, seeing what's happening in bad comments, but then like, I was yeah, at the Oscars and then it's reading the- bad comments. Like people were telling me to get off my phone. And I was like, I can't. Like this girl just made a video and blah, blah. And everyone's like, you're at the Oscars. So you're looking at everything? I I was. I was. That was the day, of course, the day of the Oscars that like oh, those shit. videos started. So I was just in like, you know, just so confused and annoyed and whatever. But I, it was comforting to be with other TikTokers that are like, why are you looking at the comments? Like I cannot look at the comments and like, I don't even know how. And I'm like, how do you not? Because they're also how do you not? in with the positive. It's just a learning. Like, it's just like, yes, I do wish I was. I mean, I didn't spend the whole time at the Oscars looking at the comments. It was just a little while that I was like, why am I doing this? Again, it's just the way it is. But I, 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 the red carpet was a surreal experience. They like asked me also to like, I was on the pre-show like doing some kind of thing and I was so nervous and I like didn't want to do it. And I'm like, I can't say no, like I need to. And then that was hysterical because I, you know, like every person saw that on ABC on the pre-show. So like I was getting yeah. a million texts and people freaking out. It's been, it's, it's, it was fun. It was a great, like that week I did that. I did the Revolve thing. I met, I've always been a huge, huge, huge Khloe Kardashian fan, like just my whole life. And I, you know, went to her event and met her and had some time to talk to her, which was probably the most like, I've never been so nervous in my life. I don't get nervous meeting people. And for some reason I was like slurring my words, talking to her, but that was amazing. And, um, yeah, it's just she made such a nice comment on your post too. Yeah, she was. She, she, she like it was so nice to talk to you. Something me I like too, and like, she was like very, very like 
just she's just normal, sweet, normal I'll tell you person. This. That's a good example of people who get fucking dragged all the time. And those are all the nicest, most hardworking women. Yeah. Ever. One thing she told me, which I'm trying to stick in my head and keep there is like, you know, because I was saying, I'm like, what if I wanted to lose weight or what if I wanted to do this? And she was like, you, you're mm. never going to please everyone. They look at shit, too. They're like on their phones because I'm good friends with Steph Shep, yeah. who worked for Kim forever. And like they're best friends now. And like I they're like in their phones on this. Right. Shit. Like a- everyone who has way, a like, heart sees what, you know, people are saying and care and you have either have to tell yourself not to care or you learn from it and and take that whatever people are saying. But it's 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 harsh. But you know what? It's a it could be a it could be cruel like and all this stuff from people. But to me, is it worth what I'm doing? Yes. Like would I rather yes. be going back and doing what I was doing in my nine to five that I thought I was happy, but I also cried every day because I wasn't happy. And like, mm-hmm. uh, no, I have, I have control. I have something. I, I always felt like what I was missing in my, in what I was doing was that I just, I felt like I had so much more to offer, but being this like small, you know, lower down person in a corporate company, yeah. like no one cared what I had to say. And I feel like mm-hmm. the fact I'm 27 and can actually like people are listening to me from these brands and whatever it is, is like the best feeling in the world. Like people care. So I'm very, I think the positive outweighs the negatives for me. And I, I, I want people to know that I'm happy what I'm doing. And I think I just need to still navigate it as like, this is my life and this is my career. It's still new. Yeah, it is. It is your career. And it's, oh, it's, it is still very new and it'll, as things change, like you're a smart woman and you'll change as things change to make it work for you. And like, I think you're doing a great job. This is only going to get bigger. And as it gets bigger, it's only going to get harder. I mean, I make weird decisions to not do certain things because I have like a little small, but like I have like my really nice little community and I'm like, I'm really safe here. Right. (laughs) Like I'm just really safe and really comfortable and I just don't want to like, but to, in order to make big impact, you're going to, it's, it's just, it's more eyes yeah. and they're good eyes and they're bad. I eyes, felt that's but- sa- true though. I felt, I felt the same way. I was like, I have this community that's obsessed with me and they love me. Mm-hmm. And then the second it got to a certain point, I started getting the haters and it's just the way it is. All right. I'm not going to take a minute more of your time, but, um, is there any like final thoughts that you want to give to maybe somebody who's thinking about changing the career path and like doing something they're passionate about on like a social media platform. I think that it's the scariest thing to make a decision like I did when you had a whole life plan for yourself, but I was always went by going by the plan. And I think that like the first time I let myself one, do I look deep down and what I really wanted to do and also like truly go with the flow and just let things happen is when this happened for me. And I don't think that it was about uh, you know, a lot of people say too, if they want to start on social media or TikTok or brands have asked me, they're like, it's too late for us. I'm like, wait, it's not too late. It's literally about if you're passionate about it, what you do, like, it's just all about what you're posting and who you are. It has nothing to do about like the timing. It's not too late. There's people blowing up and starting new brands and starting new careers every day that I, you know, on mm-hmm. TikTok and off of social media. And I just think that like, you got to go for it because like, it genuinely happened for me because I just was like, all right this is taking off. I'm just going to keep going with it. And then it happened. Well, congratulations on everything you're doing. It's very important. You're like a joy to watch. Thank you. 
And I'm very excited for everything to unfold as it should in your life. Thank you so much. I'm excited to see you this weekend. Yes, I'll see you Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but take Bye. care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.